Hello, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Routine. When we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, mainly from sweating and just expelling vapors throughout the night. When we wake up, a lot of times we go to that cup of coffee first thing in the morning. What that does is just further dehydrates us. And the guys over at Routine have come up with a proprietary product that they call Morning Routine. And obviously, it's designed to be taken first thing in the morning. It's something that has become a staple in my house. And it is literally the first thing I drink every single morning. Uh, dump that in a in a little 20-ounce, you know, just shaker of water. I usually combine my morning routine with my pre-workout. I call it my morning cocktail. And in each serving of morning routine, there is one packet, uh, just a single-serve tear packet that contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. If morning routine sounds as badass as I've just described, you can go over to yourroutine.com and check it out, where they also have green superfoods, vitamin D, apple cider vinegar gummies, and elderberry gummies. If you guys want to give any of their products a shot, again, yourroutine.com, that link is in the show notes. And you can use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. The Elite Donut is a better-for-you donut that is packed with 13 grams of protein. It's gluten-free, keto-friendly, and only contains one gram of sugar. That's right. Finally, there is a donut that is better for you with high protein, low sugar, low carb, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. It checks all the boxes no matter what diet you're on. You can get yours today at EliteDonut.com or Amazon. They're also the number one selling donut on Amazon. If you guys would like to try Elite Sweets and get 30% off, you can use code ShaneWhite30. And the code ShaneWhite30 works on both EliteDonut.com and Amazon. Pretty badass little um, promo code that they have running that works on both. All right, everybody. Today's episode is with Jess Salazar from Saucy Lips. This is a fun episode. Uh, Jess and his family started this sauce business uh, based out of Miami, Florida. Uh, they're a Mexican-American family-owned and operated food company that they specialize in flavorful sauces um, that have all been created by their mother, Gabriella. Shout out Gabriella and her awesome sauces. Uh, they started off at local farmer's markets and, and just gets into it into the episode, but now they just recently expanded nationwide uh, to all Whole Foods. So an enormous leap and just goes all through the growth of the brand from farmer's markets all the way till today where they're crushing it in Whole Foods. Um, their products uh, are, you know, deliver bold flavor without any of the added sugar or unnecessary additives that a lot of sauces have in them. All right, everybody, I'm stoked for this one. Hope you enjoy. Without further further ado, give it up for Jess. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I am pumped today to have Jess 
Salazar from Saucy Lips on the podcast. Jess, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me, Shane. Very excited. This is my first podcast experience, so. Oh, you didn't tell me that before we started recording. Nice. So this is your first one. Hopefully this is a good first experience with podcasting then. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to a few. I I, uh, found your podcast about a month ago and uh, and I've listened to a few and I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Well, maybe someday you need to get a uh, Saucy Lips podcast. That just has a good name to it. (laughs) <laughs> i agree you can get a lot of people click on that want to know what it is um for everyone listening who you know obviously people maybe won't know the brand would you mind giving everyone just a little bit of a background into what saucy lips is yes uh so saucy lips um is my family's company it was it's uh we're a mexican uh, family-owned uh, company that specializes in condiments so we do all sorts of different things we have a line of of um, sauces that are everything sauces. These are these are amazing marinades, cooking sauces. Um, they're all very unique and, and uh, different. These are not exactly um, like Mexican classics, but they're Mexican inspired, and they're all recipes that my mom um, has always been making. And then our um, new, we do have in that line. We have a, a line of hot sauces. So same bottle, but they're um, spicy. So we have non-spicy, spicy. And then we have these, which are our new um, sauces Ooh. and pouches coming out. And these are actually uh, Mexican classics. So these are um, recipes that as well my mom had been making, but they're more, not as, as um, like creative as these, but just classics that taste amazing, um, clean ingredients, authentic ingredients. And, um, and yeah, we have a few it. flavors. This one is... Yeah, if you're watching, we're, we're showing some of the, if you're listening, uh, sorry, if you're listening, oh, you're bounce right, over to right, YouTube, right. you can, but you can see what he's showing. Like, looks exactly, great. I, I like I, the I new packaging a, too. The, the, the pouches uh, are awesome. podcast experience. <laughs> I forgot about the video versus. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. No. Yeah. For everyone but, um, listening, uh, you can bounce over. We'll, we'll share links and stuff too. So people can definitely amazing, find amazing. it. But, um, but yeah, so those are in pouches and they're just uh tearaway pouches. You tear, pour, cook, and you can have yourself a classic. Mexican meal. Um, we have green enchilada, red enchilada. Um, we have a taco um, sauce and it's specifically pastor, which is my favorite. And I'm sure a lot of people love al pastor tacos. Ours are incredible. Um, that sauce you literally can pour on chicken, any type of protein um, and have yourself um, restaurant quality tacos. Awesome. That's sweet. I, I, uh, I was excited to have you on here. I legitimately love Mexican food. It's like probably my favorite, like, I, you know, good burger being in Chicago, we have good pizza, but like if we can, if you can find good Mexican food, it's just like my favorite. So I'm excited to hear more about this is, um, so would you mind giving everyone too like, that's what the product is. That's what you guys sell. Um, yes. where did all this come from? I know you gave me a little bit of an intro before we started recording, but for everyone listening, where did kind of the inspiration for the brand even come from? So the brand, um, so I'll go into the story of how it all um, happened. So we um, are from the Yucatan Peninsula, specifically uh, city of Merida. And that's where my mom is from. That's where my sister and I were born. Um, we grew up there um, eating amazing meals made by my mother who would use these sauces, like the original four line. And she would use these and um, create just crazy healthy and delicious meals um, for us. And then when we moved, um, my sister and I actually moved to the United States before my mother. Um, She moved to Los Angeles and stayed with an aunt. 
And then I moved to San Antonio to stay with a host family that were family friends. And um, we finished high school in the US. Then we went to, both of us went to college. And then when we were in college, my mom um, finally um, like decided that, that she couldn't live away from us really like in a different country. So she eventually moved and we were both, um, I was a sophomore in college. My sister was a junior. So my mom moved to the US. Um, farmers markets, which is not something in Mexico, maybe nowadays they exist, but at the time they didn't really exist. When she moved to the US, she saw farmers markets as an opportunity to be, um, she basically, she has always been very entrepreneurial and wanted her own business, wanted to create things, which in Mexico is harder than the US, because in the US, uh, as you all know, is a land of opportunity. So um, she saw the farmers markets, started selling these sauces that she was making at home, and people uh, freaked out because at the time too, this was in 2011 um, slash 2012. So end of 2011, she started selling them at farmer's markets and people were going wild because um, even though we didn't set out to create a brand that was um, like keto, vegan and all of these things, they naturally were just because the ingredients were so clean. So um, yeah, she started the farmer's markets um, the reaction was incredible. Um, she would tell me I was in college. She wasn't living with me, but she was living um, in the U.S. Um, she was actually actually moved to Arizona, so she didn't move to to L.A. or San Antonio. She oh, that's funny. Somewhere that was like in, in the, the middle. Beach. Yeah, and then because um, she had another opportunity there um, to move there, so she moved there. And then um, yeah, she would tell me about these farmers markets, and and I would be like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Um, but it wasn't until a Christmas break that I went home and I went to a farmer's market with her and I saw um, people's reaction. Literally, um, people would try and freak out. And, um, and yeah, and I was like, wow, this, is, this could be something really big. You know, that this is something that no one is doing out there. Um, and, um, and yeah, I really, I fell in love with the business um, right then. And I knew that if, um, if we pushed it, it could be something. So I took a year off. I went back to school. And then after that semester, I took a whole year off um, from college to, to help my mom start the whole business. And um, that's um, how it all started. Um, went back um, on my drive, the, the way the name, so originally the name was not really a name, but it was handcrafted vinaigrette, which uh, that was like what my mom like had called it on the labels, all of that. Yeah. Um, when I decided to take a year off, and uh, drive from uh, Houston to Arizona on that drive was um, when I, at the time my car, um, I didn't have a smartphone and my car didn't have um, like satellite radio or anything. So, oh, wow. so I was basically um, driving without anything because, because the music doesn't like the radio stations don't work in a lot of the, the, the um, what's the word path, I guess, from, sure. from yeah, Houston yeah. to Arizona. Yeah, so route, I was yeah. literally in silence, just like thinking. And I was like, I, I want to come up with a name that's amazing, you know, not necessarily. I know that a lot of uh, like Hispanic or uh, Mexican owned brands um, have very like Mexican names or very classic names, but I just wanted a very cool name that kind of was um, modern and also um, like made people remember the name and also wonder what it was as you said with the podcast like oh you can have a saucy lips podcast like i feel like the name has helped so much just because everyone sees it remembers it and wants to also know what it is you know so 
So definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm I stuck on your I'm stuck on your drive without a smartphone or do you have GPS oh, yeah. at least? Did you have it GPS or you like just had to like memorize your path? How'd you get there? Um, so I, I don't remember now. I think I I had like maps. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, it's funny to think yeah. back. Like you know, you know, our parents used to all do that, but nowadays, like yeah. if you say that to somebody, they're like, "What? What do you mean? You don't have it on your phone?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wow. definitely the the last one of all of my friends to get a smartphone. Even uh, yeah, my girlfriend at the time couldn't believe that I didn't have a smartphone, but I, I, I just had a little flip phone, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny to think too, right? Like I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about, just like, we're never, uh, we're never bored anymore. Like I, yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like I have AirPods. I feel like if I don't have Spotify on either music or a podcast, I, I was telling my wife the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to something all day. Like in the oh, morning yeah. when I work out, while I'm working, it's like, there's all, it's almost like kind of weird. Like you might not have come mm-hmm. up with the idea if you didn't just have some silence to sit in the car and like, think yeah. we don't stop yeah, and just think exactly. anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Now I'm definitely addicted as well. Um, yeah. I, uh, read it. LinkedIn is a, a recent thing that I got into and, uh, yeah. It's great. If you own a business or want to just get involved, oh, yeah. in I feel like LinkedIn, I was telling someone this the other day, LinkedIn for the CPG space, I think is just like a hotbed right now. Like everyone is on there. Everyone's posting. It's like, allows you to meet people, interact with people. It's a great place to be. That's really interesting though. So you, I mean, this, this, it's been a theme of people I've talked to lately, which is really interesting is like, you know, it was a family recipe. Uh, You guys get like initial feedback at something like a farmer's market. Yeah. I think the next question people listening would, would, comes to mind and what comes to my mind is like okay you know you your family has something really special to take it to what it is today that's a big leap right and i think a lot of people oh, yeah. get stuck right there it's like how do you go from that to actually selling something so what, what were some of those like early conversations like with your mom who you know she kind of created some of this she was the one kind of hustling at the farmer's markets and you were helping out um, what was her thoughts right away when you mentioned like hey we should turn this into a brand yeah so her thought the funny thing is that her thoughts right away um like even when she started doing the market before i joined she um so my mom is one of those people that when she believes something she like really believes it so she would tell me um before anything she would be like this is gonna be a a hundred million dollar brand you know and i would laugh wow i love it oh yeah she was like these are you know she was so passionate and she was like the based on the reaction and everything obviously she didn't know like the path or how it was going to get there but she just really believed it you know we're not there obviously um, but uh but like she was like this is going to be like in everywhere you know this is going to be a brand that's going to be everywhere so um it was cool to see that and that also helped because um like at first I was like, oh yeah, that, that's funny, you know, haha, farmers markets. Um, and then when I saw people's reactions, then I started believing it too. I also at the time had no idea how it was going to happen. You know, when I joined, I studied mechanical engineering, which has I was going to ask, do. yeah, would you, you study yeah. something in food or business or what'd you do? No, no, I studied mechanical engineering, so I had no idea of business either. Um, I just. Um, with mechanical engineering, one of the cool things is that it really teaches you to like be organized, um, you know, all those things, be creative. So, so I definitely um, brought that, but, but um, one of the, I feel like our story is a little different um, than a lot of other ones. Cause we didn't immediately, um, I didn't know how to really like 
raise funds or do any of that. So what we decided um, was just to really go deep into farmers markets. And we started doing, at one point, we were doing 30 farmers markets a week. So we were doing Whoa. so many. We were doing farmers markets in Arizona. We were doing farmers markets in LA. We were doing farmers markets in Florida. Um, eventually, how did you like, how I, did you do all that? Like, did you have did you hire some people right away? Yeah. So basically, uh, my sister joined the brand too. So she was the one that was doing farmers markets in LA, and then she had a few friends help her there to do other markets in Arizona. We got people to help us do farmers markets there with my parents, and then. Um, that was that. And then when I was in Arizona, I would help. So basically my dad, um, my mom and I would do um, markets all the time. And my sister would do markets all the time. And we would have some days we would have like three markets at once. Um, you know, some days we have four or five markets at once. So it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I mean, we, that's crazy. Um, we went deep in the in farmers markets. We were at the time kind of, um, we didn't know about brokers and distributors and any of that. So, so we we kind of went into retail, but, but with independence there in Arizona. Um, and we realized like in order to really um, make a lot and, and also compare it to markets, because in markets you can go and sell a lot in two hours, three hours. Um, you have to be in hundreds of stores, thousands of stores. So we were like, okay, I think for now we should just focus farmers markets and in-person events and try to do as much of that. And eventually um, we'll figure out the next part. So that was kind of what we did. And we literally for years just did farmer's markets, farmer's markets. We eventually um, got invited. Have you heard of the um, Disney Food and Wine Festivals? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've never been, so but that, I, know, I know about them. Yeah. That was our first like big break was that um, we did this farmer's market in L.A. where um, someone stopped by at the farmer's market that, that had a contact in Disney or something. And they were going to start the California Disney food and wine festivals again. And they were looking for vendors and they um, invited us. And wow. of course we even thought it was a scam. Like it wasn't a real thing. We're like, sure. like, of course uh, we're not like, we're not invited to the Disney food and wine festival, you know, it's inside of Disney and it's, it's a massive thing, but, um, but we, but it was real. <laughs> wow. It was real. We did it. It was ridiculous um, because we not only were we doing an incredible amount of markets at the same time as Disney, but we we're also making all the product ourselves in a commercial kitchen. So, well, that's what I was going to ask next. Next is like going from farm. Crazy. Usually, farmers markets. You're probably that's what I figure. You're probably going to like a commercial kitchen at some point, right? Is that yeah? So you guys were hand making all of this stuff. All of this stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy. What we did is my dad and I went to um, Anaheim and were there for 30 days. It was a 30-day event. So every day from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And actually 10 a.m. is when it started, but but we were there at 8 a.m. So every day from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, my we God. Inside of Disney, selling sauce like crazy because we were sampling sauces, selling sauce. It was ridiculous. It, it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you. sure that was crazy. It was insane. It was you insane. probably also made a lot of money, I would assume. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, so we did that. And then my dad and I were there. My my sister traveled. Uh, she was in LA, but she she went to Arizona. And she was there for the thirty days, helping my mom make the product. So basically, my sister and my mom were working probably even more than from eight to ten, like nonstop at the commercial kitchen, making product. And every Thursday, they would send us uh, pallets of sauce that we wanted to pick up, and it was ridiculous. For, How yeah, many? We, 
how many like containers like the ones you just showed us how many of those a, like a week were you do you think you were going through at disney um so we were going through um let me think real quick um probably maybe like 2000 um something around that it was a it was a lot so it was there's definitely a lot of um sauce being wow <laughs> being yeah. sampled and the cool thing was also the sampling because we were sampling to thousands of people you know yeah i mean just the brand recognition from that yeah. sure was ridiculous yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy And at that point anyway. so like i mean that's a huge opportunity because you go from like farmer's market to something like that did you guys do like um like a website and have like social media all that like prepped for that yeah. okay all um, right, nice. so for the first one um I'm trying to think, I don't think for the first one as well as for the um, future ones, because we were invited back after that first year, we were invited back four more times. So we did four more. Oh, and I guess so, I didn't realize you guys have been doing this that long. So when did you guys oh, start yeah. this? When did, what year did you start, you guys start the business? Um, so the business 2012 or 2011 slash 2012 was when, or actually, yeah, 2011, 2012 was my mom started it. Then um, like late 2012 was when the markets like really picked up. And then 2013 till we still to this day do markets. I still, even though we're in retail um, and everything, I still really believe in farmer's markets because sure. there's nothing yeah. better to have people try your products, spread the word. Um, so I, we still do right now, we do like five to six markets a week just to, to like get out wow. there, talk to people, sample um, do market research. Something important too with farmers markets is that you can really do market research, not only for free, but actually make money from it. So, so yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Wow. Strong believers in farmers markets. So pretty early on though, I mean, you guys were getting traction. I mean, you guys are, you guys are, you know, getting invited to things like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to back up and ask is how do you, you guys like have a really good recipe and when you first, when your mom first went to the farmer's markets, I'm assuming she was probably like at your house, her house making it right. She wasn't even in a yeah, commercial the kitchen then. Right. Yeah, for sure. How did you being a mechanical engineering background, your mom being this great cook, how did you guys figure out things like, and I started asking this recently. I think it's really interesting. Part of the yeah, story yeah. is like, how did you guys go about finding like packaging? and a, like someone to make a label and like a logo yeah. like how did you guys go about doing all that early on so early on um i just used google and youtube to figure out most things um i um nowadays i do a lot of the design for saucy lips and then back then i was learning how to so if you go back i'll need to find some pictures of like the old logos and everything but those i did um so i can send it to you they're not very, very cool nice no i mean that's cool though this, but yeah but yeah so so basically like packaging, all of that, I figured out online. I figured out how to create like the nutritional labels, um, how to make the, make sure the product was shelf stable. All of that was just Google and YouTube. Wow. So for, yeah. For anyone out there. Yeah. YouTube teaches you everything. Um, it's true. Right. It's I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. crazy, right. That you were able to find all that. And then from there you learned how, and then did you just start reaching out? Same thing with Google, like trying to source and reach out to, you know, yeah. Yeah, bottlers so for, and label makers and all kinds of stuff yeah so we actually at first um which eventually i realized it was a mistake um but even our labels instead of um like having someone print them for us i bought a little machine um like i think it, it was like a 200 like little machine um and it was a label printer and i would print wow. the labels myself um slap mod yeah 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 so we we did that and then we did that even when we were doing the first disney 
event, we were still using that label and one label maker. And one wow. of the one of the things that delayed a lot of the production was that the label maker was very slow. So we so basically my mom had to wait there. Like it, we, by the time, like once we were doing the event and we were having um, like crazy amount of sales, um, it would take all day to print the amount of labels. So the machine, the label machine was just nonstop working. And then Whoa. once they were done, then they were like, put them on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, it was so crazy. Just a hustle. Just hustle. A lot of, point. definitely there was a lot of things that we could have done smarter at the time, but, um, but we were so busy that we're just like running around and going crazy that we were like, okay, it's working. Let's just keep doing it this way. Eventually, obviously we figured out, oh, it's actually better time-wise and cheaper to just print them with a printer, you know? Um, with the bottles, we, we um, like right now, there's a lot of um, resources um, or companies that sell bottles online. So I know right now there's a shortage and all that, but back then it was pretty easy to, to just find good bottles online. Got it. Wow. That's so cool. So you guys are doing this, you're hustling, you're going to the farmer's markets, you get invited to Disney. Did going to Disney, was that, you said it was a big break. Did that, was mm-hmm. that like a springboard into like a retail opportunity or like what came out of it besides, you know, sampling and getting it to a ton of people? Like, were you selling yeah. it on your website too? So I'm assuming you probably got people to drive back to yeah. your site and everything. Yeah. So Disney was a springboard to, first of all, it made me really, um, believe in the brand I already believed in the brand but I still was like oh I probably um like I went back to college after the first year so I was like oh I probably like after college like um I should do this part-time um I should um, like get a job um, in mechanical engineering and do this part-time whatever um while it grows and we figure out the next step but Disney after Disney and seeing that that in a month we could like sell incredible amounts of sauce and the reaction from people again, but in a bigger setting. So it's not a farmer's market because a lot of the people going there didn't even know that we were a farmer's market brand. They assumed that we were a big brand because we we're inside of Disney. Sure. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the fake it until you make it even, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people would ask to take pictures with me be like, Oh, it's the owner. He's exactly here. I'm like, oh, here that's is. so cool. That's funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. It was, it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so I, um, that made me be like, okay, I need to just go in full, um, like just, just sauce and see how, like how far this can get. Um, so that was one of the things that came out of it was just, we all, like my sister, me, all of us were like, okay, this is something incredible. Like, and now it has been validated by a huge company like Disney, you know? So, yeah. So, so yeah, we, um, that was that we did get, opportunities with a lot of independent stores um we did get with one big retailer we got an opportunity there but then it ended up not working at the time um but yeah so it wasn't really like a big break in terms of retail but it was a big break in terms of other shows um getting invited back to disney because we then went to this was in the spring and then they invited us back to their um christmas show the next spring show. So we essentially started. Wow. Yeah. You were kind of on like a rotation with them. Yeah. For every show. So then, and then at this point, I'm assuming, um, like you said, you have it, you have your own website. So you're selling sauce on your website. Were you on like Amazon yet, for example, other e-commerce? Yeah, we were on Amazon. Um, we were on our website. We actually Amazon, um, since it was hard to, to like, um, at the time to figure out like, uh, inventory levels and stuff and and disney was so strong we stopped selling on amazon which 
thinking back, obviously a lot of lost sales there, but but we we um, focused on our website and the event, which were things that we could like ourselves just chip 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 for sure. Uh, you know, right? Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah, especially when that you was the first inventory. Year. In in the uh, the years after, yeah, we had Amazon going, our website going, um, other markets in Arizona and other places going. So got yeah, it. it yeah, was, yeah, it was pretty wild. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it seems like you guys, you're just a family of hustlers. You guys just are like working your yeah. asses off trying to like get more sauce out there. And then so you're doing all this. I can only imagine like this is taking up a ton of time. So how do you how do you guys like take a step back and from like a business perspective, think about like what the future looks like? Like, is that kind of what your role was at that point was, okay, we're getting a lot of traction here. We're seeing a lot of growth. You know what yeah. I mean? When it comes to like innovation exactly. or like getting new doors or like, were you kind of the person that kind of led a lot of just like the yeah. ideology behind trying to be yeah, creative? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause okay. since I was still um, like, I was participating in Disney and in the big events, but then I would still go back to college. And then um, I wasn't doing markets at the time in, in Houston because the, my, my, my uh, engineering degree was wild too. So sure. I, yeah. yeah. So, so I, went Purdue, yeah. I went to Purdue. So I had a lot of friends oh, engineers, nice. and I was, their workload was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, um, I definitely from there not having to, to, um, to hustle as much as my, my parents with the markets. I, yeah, I kind of had like the, the vision of what it eventually would be. Um, I started reaching out to, um, like retail and everything, which I know at the time, I didn't know that brokers are so important. So we didn't have a broker or anything. So we weren't as successful with retail, but, but, I, but I did start like the process of learning about all of that. Um, the picture of the, of the overall business, like created the website, all of that led, led the online um, sales. So yeah, yeah. That was um, me when I was in college. And then okay. when I graduated, I, um, I met my, my wife in, um, she was my neighbor at Rice. Oh, nice. My, there you go. <laughs> my neighbor, we were best friends. And then, um, we started dating and then after college, she, um, she was accepted to UM for medical school. And, um, and I was like, okay, I can thankfully because of the markets and because the business, um, because I wasn't getting a job out of college, like a full-time job other than the sauce. And I was going straight into the sauce. I was like, okay. I can move to Miami with you, keep doing what I'm doing for the business, and now start doing farmers markets in Miami. Oh, nice, yeah. So that's New market what I did. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So moved to Miami, started doing farmers markets, kept doing like the big pictures things for the business, and at one of these markets in Miami was where I met um, our current um, like angel investor that's helping us grow and everything, and basically funding the next step of of the business he he helped us like move from a commercial kitchen to a co-packer um oh, wow. to mm-hmm. so so yeah it was at a farmer's market so farmer's markets incredible for sampling and selling but also you can you never know who you're gonna meet you know yeah right 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 and so this is this is what's interesting too so like obviously the name of the podcast a little bit of a finance focus so you guys yeah i'm assuming when you're like running the the family business out of a commercial kitchen, you're doing farmer's markets. I'm assuming you're trying to sell each of these as like a profitable sauce oh, yeah. jar, right? Like it's like trying to help fund itself. Exactly. What, what has been your guys' philosophy and your philosophy on, on trying to bootstrap it um, versus to your point now having an angel involved? Was it just like in order to kind of get to the next inventory level, it's helpful to get 
money infused into the business or like kind of what was your like strategic thoughts? Cause from, you know, me hearing your story, it sounds like you guys were growing and you were profitable and you were just continuing to scale. So what, what was kind of your thought process as it came to like maybe taking on and raising capital? Um, so the, so in terms of farmers markets and events, those basically, um, fund themselves. So markets are usually pretty profitable because um, depends on the market and the state. And there's like, there's some places that will charge like 10% of sales or some that will charge a flat fee. Um, So it's always really um, profitable. Um, So that we were able to grow. And that's why we kept growing in different states and doing all these events because that can grow itself. And you can basically, if you wanted to be in farmers markets all across the U S and you would have an incredible, an incredible, profitable business Um, because from the first farmer's market you can um, be profitable you know like based on like uh, your cost if you're making it yourself and um, and you can sell it at market at farmer's markets people are willing to pay more because it's handcrafted like truly like you know so so that um, my philosophy was that um, in order to grow to the next stage and go into retail we definitely needed someone to help us with like a big, for that, you definitely, you can't use the markets to fund something like that because it takes so much capital to really um, expand nationwide um, into retail. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That that makes sense. So it was really just to kind of, it probably a little bit of both, a little bit of expertise trying to try to help you guys as well as just like, you need the inventory. There's a lot, a lot of people listening. Like once you get into some big doors, as I've experienced, it's like, you just get these enormous influxes and orders where, yeah, yeah if you're not ready and prepared, you're not going to have the inventory to fill the oh, first sure. go, which would be for a disaster. Sure. So that makes sense. Yeah. What was, yeah, what yeah. were some of your first like big retail wins? Like what, what were some of the first retail doors you guys were in? Um, so our first big retail win was actually Whole Foods. We went from Slam no retailers <laughs> to Whole Foods nationwide. Like from Oh, did you really? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have national yeah, we, distribution of Whole Foods now? I saw, cause I saw you guys were in Whole Foods, but I didn't realize it was national distribution too. Yeah. 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 So these, um, not this specific flavor. Um, and I should have more, but I only have this one right now with me, but these sauces, like the glass, um, bottles like this, those, um, were the ones that went to Whole Foods nationwide. Um, wow. And Congratulations. Was first, what, like, what was that like getting like that acceptance? Like when you found out, was that crazy it was crazy it was crazy because we um we went into the meeting um like i first in my head when we got the meeting i was like oh it's to go into like nationwide because I, I was kind of um ignorant um not not in like a bad way but just didn't know you know sure oh, like yeah. I, I was so yeah I was so and coming from the markets and, and like having those things like you know i was like oh yeah of course we're like we got the meeting with whole foods um they're gonna love it and we're gonna go into whole foods nationwide you know that's what i thought but then as the day came closer um like met with our partner and everything then i started realizing like, okay it's probably going to be a regional thing you know maybe they'll accept us in one region or maybe it'll be a few regions but then um we went into that meeting expecting that like okay if she takes us nationwide it would be ridiculous you know it'd be amazing but if, um, but we're, we're ready to not even get into any regions. Like it could have been a possibility of like, oh, right now the, the category is too uh, competitive. You know, we, we don't have space. So um, going into the meeting, I went into it like that. Like, oh, okay, maybe it's not going to happen. So then when it did, because on that meeting, we found out 
that they were interested in nationwide for them wow was when yeah i was like oh my god and so they, they they were that excited over just the success you guys had seen across different yeah. markets i mean that's kind of cool like i don't think i've heard a story like that where because normally whole foods you know they're looking at other retailers they're looking at maybe you know amazon obviously they you know they're owned yeah. by amazon um but that's wild so a majority of it was just from the market penetration you guys had had at farmers markets across the country at farmers markets and disney wow. and that's what the presentation was about was we were not in retailers but look at how, what we've been able to do without being in retailers you know yeah so that that um definitely helped i think that was what what was like okay yes they don't have any numbers any data on retail but we think that they're going to do well because also the name, the packaging. We already were at this packaging. So um, yeah, it was the whole thing. Um, That's crazy. And, yeah, I mean, and I, social, I, media. And okay. social media. Okay. Yeah. Because we already had a huge social media following. Um, what do you guys have? I, I remember when I stumbled across um, you guys and I looked it up for the first time. I remember being like, whoa, you guys have a huge following on social media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge. Um, there's obviously brands with much larger, but but twenty six thousand, I believe now. Um, yeah, that's that's big. Yeah, yeah, and that's my sister. So my sister okay. does all of our social media. Well, you have, um, have twenty six thousand and one now. I just followed you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Every like now, my sister's the one doing all of that. Um, Got she, it. Um, she does a lot. If you follow us on which now you you have you can see her she does a lot of uh cooking demonstrations um a lot of uh funny videos and things so very cool that's awesome so are you guys at this point you know i mean getting national whole foods distribution is already an enormous accomplishment do you at this point foresee this as being you know i feel like there's two avenues a lot of brands can go down one is like distribution just grow 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 maybe raise some money and eventually sell it someday um and the other route is like let's build a really profitable like really like family business that can you know last for a long long time do you for like you know you don't have to answer if you don't want to but do you kind of see you guys going down one of those two paths at this point um i guess right now we're focused on like right now just um growing it and seeing what happens like as you know with like the markets and all of that from the beginning and going from markets to retail, we didn't exactly know how it was going to happen or what was going to happen, but we were kind of our very like, uh, what's the word of like um, nimble, you know, we, yeah. like whatever. Nimble, yeah. 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 So we, we are now just growing and seeing what happens and we want to sell as much sauce and share as much sauce as possible with people and give them authentic, um, Mexican sauces we do have plans to to um grow in other categories and create other really cool products so so yeah we we want to innovate um in the Mexican um food space and and kind of not completely create new products that no one has seen because I think that it's important to to stick to the roots but basically just innovate by changing them a little bit and making them super clean while still being delicious and um in making a brand that that everyone even if people are not looking for specifically mexican food these are it's an overall brand for everything you, you know you can use it for salads you can use it um just in your everyday life which is kind of how people use these in mexico it's not that oh we only make chilaquiles with the red like with the green chilada sauce you know you can use that on everything you can you can basically add hot sauce to a salad you know sure so we just oh, want to yeah. 
yeah, we just want to create condiments for everyone, for everything um, with just classic and clean ingredients. Love it. And what do you foresee as like another avenue of innovation? And again, don't have to share anything if it's, if it's private, but what, what other things come to mind as like areas of opportunity? Um, so I don't want to say exactly what we're working on, but I'll say that it, um, we, right now we're innovating something that's extremely common um, and just innovating the packaging and making it, it. something like kind of, yeah, yeah. It, I innovating guess to, it and keeping it clean but but um but yeah yeah we like the that next sense. that's the next future after these two we do have um tortilla chips coming out oh those are not what i was discussing like we do have tortilla chips coming out they're not going to be um grain free because we 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 believe that uh corn is clean you know if you have a a grain allergy then this, there's brands already creating um, um tortilla chips for those people um but we just want to create the best tasting tortilla chips and innovate with flavors there. So we are bringing flavors that are not normally used in tortilla chips and putting them on tortilla chips and they oh. taste incredible. I'm excited for one, that. That one we're launching in early um, 2022. So around the corner. Nice. Um, is is and, that going to be in any major retailers that everyone will know? Um, yes. Uh, we're still in talks with some, but yes, it'll be um, nationally distributed. So fantastic and i was gonna say we kind of skipped over it at the beginning but would love so i mean you guys you're talking about sauces and you have the packets of sauces and then chips and more things you have lots of things coming out what what and people listening today like who love the story and want to give this a try um what would you say is like what's the difference between like some of the other sauces on the market like what is like the biggest differentiator that you would like like besides you know for sure, for sure. The, the call you have on the packaging, like keto and vegan and all those. So for our hot sauces, which are the ghost pepper, tamarind, jalapeno, green apple, and habanero carrot, those, the biggest differentiator is that they're vinegar free. So they actually have, way, the, first of all, they taste different than normal hot sauce. They're way more delicious. Um, when people try them at farmer's market, which is my, my, my thing, um, they, they freak out. Like sometimes we have people that are walking by, they're like, oh, my, my, um, my pantry's full of hot sauce. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, you should try it. And you might, you might like it. You know, they try it and they end up buying it because it's so different. They, they're way more versatile, way um, more flavorful. Um, and since instead of using um, vinegar for the spicy ones, we use um, citric acid, which is essentially um, like lime. They are a little lemony, so they're so oh, good. like mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll send you some. You you're gonna freak out. Well, and thank you. I appreciate super spicy, that. Which is another thing. Right now, a lot of um, hot sauce brands out there are creating extremely spicy things, and even our ghost pepper, we don't go for heat. So it's um, it's spicy, but it's flavorful. And even the habanero, mm. which is our hottest one, it's flavorful. It's not something that's just gonna burn your mouth. It doesn't, the heat doesn't linger. You kind of like get the heat, goes away, get the heat, goes away because of the, um, it has no vinegar. So it doesn't linger. So that's oh, very, love that. That's, that's like my least unique. favorite thing about hot stuff is just like when it lingers. Yeah. So I love that. Lingers and it builds. You know, there's some hot sauces that you have and then it like gets worse, worse, worse. No, ours is you enjoy your meal, you get the heat, but you also get the flavor and, um, and they're clean. Like as you mentioned, then on top of all of this, they're keto, vegan, Whole30 approved. Um, Whole30 is big for a lot of people, especially this oh, time yeah. of year. People are starting to ramp up and get ready for oh, know, yeah. January, which I feel like so is like all of our products are Whole30 approved. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, that's huge. That's great. And, yeah. 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 And that's the spicy. So I'll go into the other ones too. Um, Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that we're a hot sauce brand. We're not a hot sauce brand. We are all, all sorts of condiments. So hot sauces, that's what makes them unique. Then these, um, which we have the tangy mango, the zesty cilantro and the pineapple Thai. Those do have vinegar but they don't have heat so so then you don't have the issue of the vinegar and all of that and they have apple cider vinegar so they're apple cider vinegar sauces that um for example the mango tangy mango um the percentage of mango in there is over 50 percent. so they're like heavy in the actual ingredients um wow. and we don't use juices purees or paste so they're not sweet they're savory sauces for salads for cooking chicken fish any protein and they are also full 30 keto vegan um for these um the hot sauces are oil free these have olive oil but it's minimal that way they stay low calorie like this one the mango for example only has 10 calories per tablespoon so they're super low in calories super flavorful super versatile and um and cool looking too yeah as i say they definitely (laughs) look cool looking i'll give you that (laughs) yeah 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 that's an added bonus yeah um, absolutely no those are great and then what is yeah i want to walk through this too and then the latest ones that we have the ones that are launching right now with whole foods what makes those unique is that they are first of all clean as with everything else but also what we did to make those different from what's currently out there in that category because you do have um sauce pouches that are like mexican flavors is that we went back and actually um, used authentic ingredients and authentic flavor. Because a lot of the ones that you have out there right now, um, like red enchilada sauces, green enchilada sauces, but more specifically red red sauces I've noticed is that they're always sweet, which is not something that is very authentic or normal. So our red enchilada sauce, for example, not sweet. Um, It's super um, delicious, complex, um, and different. And also not... um, I don't want to say um, that the other ones are more like te- Tex-Mex, but um, but this is a sauce that even um, someone from Mexico that lives in Mexico and is visiting would would buy. Like they're like, the they're like truly authentic. Yeah, truly authentic. Exactly. Love that. So, yeah, so they're truly authentic, truly delicious, super clean. Um, again, packaging is cool and fun. Definitely and, uh, pops, yeah. pops on the shelf, right? Yeah, yeah. That's something that we we always uh i feel like when we create new stuff because my mom is still our head of r d she creates all the new products um um, we always first we grab um and she creates like whatever like some crazy sauce you know like we're like either what she has been doing or if it's something that we haven't done before she just like goes and doesn't matter like the calories all that she just creates the best sauce she can then we go back and look at like what's like all the nutritionals, everything from that sauce and how we can keep that incredible flavor, but clean it up or, or, or um, yeah, basically just do that so that it could be clean, but also stay delicious. And, um, and that's the process there is from first that, then we do that, the like cleaning it and making sure it's shelf stable and it can be recreated by a, a co-manufacturer. So that's another important thing. And um, from there, then we go and just create the coolest packaging we can that will in a packaging that's not only going to be enticing for um, like uh, people looking in the ethnic section, but anyone, even someone that doesn't really is looking for Mexican food could pick it up just because it's so cool and, and uh, sure. catchy, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Love it. I think what you guys are building is really cool, really unique. Um, I'm excited to try it. I'm very excited to try it. Um, as we kind of get towards the end of the hour, I wanted to make sure I ask I, every founder that comes on here. I ask a, a couple questions at the end that I just love to pick their brains on. The first one is, you know, obviously running a business, you have a lot of moving pieces, things going everywhere all the time. What do you use? And it's funny, actually, this question, because you, you have your mechanical engineering background, I'm curious to hear what you say. What do you use to plan business goals, personal goals? And then what do you use to um, really like track and plan daily tasks? So really like what tools do you use around you just to get shit done? Whether that's pen and paper, an app, like what is your, yeah. your go-to? Um, so I know a lot of people use very like complex apps and all of that, but for me, I literally, I use Google Docs. <laughs> like Google Docs, cause I love that I can share it with, with everyone on the team. Cause now we have other people that are not my family that are on the team as well. Okay. So Google Docs that everyone can access, um, Excel sheets, but not, not Excel sheets, but um, Google Sheets. So basically all of those, the Google programs, that I think is incredible. I always use those. Um, and then in my personal days to make sure I never miss anything, um, you, you know, computers, uh, uh, sticky, <laughs> sticky notes, like yeah. how you can on your, I literally have sticky notes in the computer, like not like, um, physical Physical. ones but on the computer like the app sticky notes yeah and i just put um i have three sticky notes and i have stuff that i have to do today stuff that i have to do tomorrow and then stuff that i have to do in the next like week or two and then i just like keep track of everything that way so i make sure that everything that's on the day doesn't matter if it takes me all day i have to complete everything that's for the day and then i know what's coming the next day because of my second sticky note oh wow I'm always simple three-step process. Yeah, yeah. So nothing complex is literally sticky notes and then Google um, Docs, Google Sheets, um, Google Slides for if we're working on a presentation for someone. That way everyone has access at all times and uh, um, yeah. Can move faster. Yeah, I love exactly. that. I'm, I'm definitely like a simpler the better type of person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apps, try all that stuff. It's just the more complexity, the more time you spend in that. Like you always want to use something I feel like that gets you out of whatever you need. like you need it to just get its job done and then get out and get on with your work. Right. So yeah, love that. Love that. Um, the second question is around sources of knowledge. So whether that's a book, a podcast, whatever it may be, what for the listeners would you suggest as a, a great source of knowledge that you, you like to recommend? Um, so source of knowledge lately, what I've been impressed cause I wasn't, um, into LinkedIn until very recently, like in the last, like, five months I started I had a LinkedIn but I wasn't active on it um LinkedIn it's crazy um the amount of knowledge that's on LinkedIn so I I made sure to start following um big people um that's that are in the food industry and everyone just is very open to share a lot of valuable information and also if you message um like when you message me for example like it's really crazy how even if it's a CEO of a huge company, if you message them on LinkedIn, it's very likely that they're, they're going to respond. So if you need help, um, have questions, like if people are so open to actually helping. Um, so LinkedIn, very valuable. Um, YouTube as well. Um, yeah, there is, um, now I'm blanking on, on his name, um, but there is... Um, or YouTube in general, because I, I literally just blanked on the name of someone that I've been following lately. That's fine. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you gave a good example of what YouTube did for you, right? And again, oh, yeah, 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 LinkedIn yeah. is how we met. So 
Those are two oh, great sure. examples. In Googling anything, like uh, if you have any question, you literally, I type it on Google as if I was asking someone and something is going to pop in there, you know? Like, sure. You're yeah. Find so it maybe even that's, that's a great advice. Just going back to the basics, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. And, uh, and Googling it. Yeah. I think sometimes we yeah. overlook some things and think things are too complicated. It's like, well, just yeah, Google yeah. it, you know, and you usually find an answer. Yeah. Um, awesome. Any other ones or is that, was that, those are the two big ones. Um, something else that I think is important too, is if you Google something, you can't find the answer, but you find something similar and there's a phone number, uh, call that phone number. Cause, Ooh. cause it's crazy how, um, like, even though it might not, might not be there, um, just by calling, you might find the answer because people as again, like what I've learned is that everyone always wants to help, you know? Yeah. So definitely, especially if you're young and, and you call asking for advice, people love giving advice. So, so yeah, that's how I've gotten a lot of knowledge is also just by calling, you know, and uh, saying who I am, I, I like it, like how I'm like young, you know, that's, I think that that has helped me a lot being, being young too, but, but, um, but I think it would be, it would be for anyone, you know, um, sure. anyone doesn't matter your age. Um, if you call someone and you ask for advice, most people want to give advice. Love it. That's great. Fantastic. Um, last question and the most important question, how can people follow you? How can people follow saucy lips and where's the best place to try? Um, so, uh, our social media handle on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, cause we recently started nice. TikTok too, is uh, saucy lips foods. Um, so saucy lips and then foods plural and that you can follow the brand, um, Personally, I have LinkedIn. So if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, I will accept um, most people. So so definitely follow me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a message there. Um, my sister too. She's very, um, she loves LinkedIn as well now. So Natalia, my sister is Natalia Dalton. Um, and uh, same, Natalia Dalton Salazar. And yeah, follow her on LinkedIn as well. Follow us on social media because she does a lot of lives and everything there. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel that we don't, we're not very active on, but if you want to follow us just in case we do become active on it, it's also uh, saucy lips foods on YouTube. Awesome. So you're consistent. Love that. Very cool. Yeah. And I'll add all those to the show notes so people can easily amazing, find them amazing. and click on them and, and, and follow you guys. Well, Jess, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Great to learn about the brand, excited to try it. And, um, everyone's going to go buy it at whole foods now. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You can find it at whole foods. Um, we're actually launching the newest line right now. So in the next week or two, you'll be able to find the pouches. Um, and then, yeah, our website, saucylipsfoods.com. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much, Shane. This is yeah. very fun. This is fun. We'll have to do it again. Next time you get a big retailer, maybe we'll just, just keep following the good, the good launches here. For sure. For sure. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jess.